Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday, December I think that's 28th. Probably a, a con. Well, yeah, after a long weekend, everybody's always like, what day is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then insert Mexico into it as well. And it's like, I don't have a clue. Yeah. Today's our uh, last full day. I'm like, Am I not loud enough? Oh, sorry. Well, you weren't picking up on the little. Oh, I was just trying to stay comfy. I was leaning back in my chair. Um, <laughs> today is our, what was the noisy one today? Is that... Oh, yeah. Here comes a tractor. Oh, we got a tractor coming by. Literally oh, a tractor. Oh, the sand tractor. Good morning, sir. <laughs> he's got headphones in. I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> oh, that'd today... be so awesome. <laughs> Today is our last uh, full okay. day in Mexico. Oh, another tractor. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is... With the whole convoy. Yeah. <laughs> where was I? Coming to you live from Mexico. Where the... I feel like we're in Alberta with all the tractors passing us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if a tractor would get through the snow uh, today True. in Alberta. It's, uh, it's a little cold. Yes. Um, a little cold back home. Um, so I've heard. So we've heard. Um, hey, be baby groom in the beach, beach says yeah. Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kathleen is uh, messaging on the live platform. So yeah, we're streaming live on uh, Podbean for those of you listening to the recording. Um, we stream live every morning on Podbean, uh, which is a really cool um, streaming app. You can listen in live, you can call in, press the call in button and ask your questions about real estate investing you can message with each other with us yeah it's yeah. super cool also we uh there's an opportunity to win some really cool prizes like the top fan of the month um oof we're coming up on that i don't yeah. even know what day it is it's like the today's 28 so there's three more days um whoever engages the most so um once you get on the app you'll have a better understanding but you know you can engage by liking and sharing and and all that other stuff calling in um at the end whoever has the most engagement at the end of the month uh, wins a really cool prize, so that's coming up as well. What was I talking about? I oh. don't know, but I hope that you can see the most up to date. I don't know if I have the most up to date for this month, but Robbie and Brian are like making me sweat. You're so close, um, three, three hearts apart. Well, <laughs> I can I can't check. It's just um, a little difficult on my laptop. Yeah, while we're in Mexico, it's I'm not on my 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 yeah, PC. Yeah, nine twenty three so. and nine twenty. Josh fell behind. He hit the snooze. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's our second last, well, last full day in Mexico. We've been enjoying it. We took uh, four days off here. Um, we took off Friday and Monday so we can relax a little bit. Yep. Um, it's been a nice four-day weekend where we didn't have any podcasts, so we were able to sleep in, and uh, Gab was able to catch the, uh, the sunrise a couple times. Yep. Beautiful. I can I, I can see the sunrise over on that building. No, there. you can't. Yeah. Well, I can see. I can see. <laughs> you can see light. the sun. <laughs> yeah, I can see light. It's rising. You cannot deny that, unless you're a sunrise denier. No, I'm not. <laughs> but now here comes the motorcycle. 
Oh boy. These are not audio effects this morning. These are true live <laughs> noises. Um, Anyways, upcoming events. Upcoming events. Um, so we announced it last Thursday. We're going to be doing a live meetup uh, in person in Edmonton. It's going to be a townhouse flip meetup um, at our most recent fin- recently finished uh, flip. That is going to be on January 16th uh, from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Um, tickets pretty much are gone. Um, they, they, they left. Oh, I mean, there was, I think there's 30 spots and 25 were gone. Like, like that within the first couple hours. Yeah. Um, and we haven't advertised again. So <laughs> yeah, there's a few left. Um, so if you missed out, uh, go get those right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, January 16th could be a really cool meetup. Um, I'm going to go over. So we did a, we've done two open houses at this, at this flip one, when we first got it during the demo stages, a second one in the middle um, that was on Calvin Hexter's uh, flip tour. Yeah. And now it's done. So we just got word the other day that... Uh, um, yeah, yesterday our contractor messaged us saying, okay, I'm out of there. So you guys do what you need to do with, well, the cleaners need to get in. Mm-hmm. And um, there's some leftover supplies that he asked what we want to do with. And then that's it. Yeah. So cleaners coming in. Cleaners and uh, furnace and duct cleaning. When? Oh, I don't know. Uh, first couple of days of January. It's oh, booked. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's um, now you get to see the final stages of it. Um, and we'll go over all the details of you know, what we bought it for, what we did to it, what we renovated, how much it cost, were we under budget, were we over budget, would we do it again, all those things. And you can ask your questions as well if it's something you're interested in getting involved in flipping, or if you just want to come out and just network for a couple hours um, and meet some of the local um, real estate investors in Alberta. Uh, I know it's not just going to be Edmonton. I know some people are coming in from uh, Calgary as well and nice. Leduc and a few other people as well. So um, it's a really great opportunity to meet up with people. I know that um, it's, it's tough getting out. There's not many live events these days. Um, on that topic, I don't know whether we're going to, it'll get canceled or not. So just hang tight. Well, you get to talk to us every morning if you're listening in live every day. So we'll keep you guys uh, apprised on um, the status on whether we're allowed to hold it or not with the new restrictions. I haven't even read the restrictions. We've been I, in, yeah, I haven't even looked. We're in our little Mexican bubble and um, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. So um, when we get back, we'll, we'll look into it a little bit further and figure out what needs to be done. If we need to separate it into two groups and make it a longer event, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out regardless. Um, so that's uh, January 16th um, to Sunday. And there is still, last we checked, five spots left. We're also planning, again, um, restriction, as long as the restrictions don't make it more difficult. Um, we are planning on giving a few more spots away uh, before the event. So if you weren't able to get tickets, and by the way, these are free tickets. It's not like, you know, we had to pay for them. Uh, these are free tickets. Um, if, you know, we'll, we'll be giving away a few more spots um, just in case you didn't, uh, you weren't able to uh, secure one. Let's do a couple comments here uh, from a minute ago. Um, Apparently our um, our hearts, our heart battle, our hearts might be off. They may need to update from us being off for the last couple of days. That's because he was over a thousand before the weekend. I'll, so. I'll get a better look at it on uh, Thursday when I'm back in my office. Um, I'll take a peek. And, uh, and Josh, if there is issues with... Uh, you know, the tracking of, of the engagement, just uh, let me know and I'll reach out to uh, their support team as well and get that fixed. 
But um, yeah, so that's upcoming events. Also, obviously, January 12th, you got your newest uh, women's real estate investing uh, mastermind starting. Yep. Um, that one's all full. Um, if you want on the wait list, um, hit me up and let me know because um, just due to the crazy demand, I might be starting another one sooner than later. Um, when I get back, I'll look at possible dates and stuff to get started and when we can squeeze that in. So yeah, if you want on that list, let me know. Real estate investing cabin retreat, uh, January 21st through 23rd. Full. Yeah, full. <laughs> Um, but there are a couple spots left for the next retreat in February, which is, uh, 25 to 27, February 25th to 27th, um, real estate investing cabin retreats, three day retreat at Alberta beach, spend the weekend with us and a handful of other ambitious real estate investors and talk about goal setting and, uh, creating a roadmap and, and figuring out what it is that, you know, what you want to do with this real estate investing business, why you're doing it and how we're going to get you there. Um, really, really amazing weekend. That's, uh, that's... Spe speaking about upcoming events, you have a big birthday coming up. <laughs> Is it big? Yeah, aren't you? How old are you turning? I think I'm 30, 36, aren't I? Mm. Yeah, 30, 36. It's a big are number. Are you? Uh, uh, no, I'm turning 35. You're turning 35. 35. That's not yeah. a big number. It's like, I don't think my math's off. It's I don't a, know. It's not a big number. Yeah, it is. Um, well, <laughs> thanks for overhyping <laughs> it. Uh, and it's like a month away, <laughs> January 30th. But if you want to add it to the, um, upcoming to the list events. for upcoming events every day, yeah. so everybody can count down my bash. birthday for 30 days. <laughs> uh, thanks. I've got a great wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's upcoming uh, events. Um, so this past weekend was Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas. Hopefully everybody had a wonderful Christmas, uh, cold Christmas. <laughs> I'm sure it was fun. Yeah. Um, hopefully everybody was able to see everyone that they love. Um, again, I don't know what kind of restrictions were, were going on, but hope everybody was able to spend time with family and enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I'm talking a lot about the cold weather. Obviously, this, you know, makes most property owners really uh puts them on edge um this time of year when the weather starts dropping you know below negative 30. um lots of potential problems could come up yeah well last night i think it said it was like minus 46 or something like that overnight mm -hmm. so yeah that's when um you know you can have furnace problems frozen pipes um yeah. we've we've been there we've had that happen so we know you know what can go wrong um, and it makes us nervous when we have a shitload of properties sitting there with people who don't really know how to maintain a house watching over them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Renters don't typically know the homeowner stuff. So it's our job as landlords to educate them and hope to God that they realize the seriousness of it and yeah. that they're actually doing what they tell them, what we tell them to do. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you, you probably didn't see this article this morning, no. um, but, um, there was also a warning, a level two warning from the uh, Alberta Energy something operator. Basically, they put out a level two warning, level two of three, um, about energy. Um, uh, I should have read it better. Yeah, um, <laughs> spit it out. Apparently, we because of the cold weather, they weren't able to supply as much energy. There were some issues, and they had to draw in energy from other surrounding neighboring counties and communities oh, Jesus. um 
6 p.m. they peaked last night. So uh, level three is basically when they start throttling it and doing trying blackouts? to make sure. What's that? Is that like doing blackouts? Yeah, I don't know if blackouts is the right term, but basically they throttle a little bit to make sure that, that it doesn't overwhelm the whole grid. Wow. Um, so, yeah, even the cold weather was affecting that last night. So Was that know, like Alberta, Edmonton? Like Alberta. What? Wow. 6 p.m. last night was when it peaked. Um, so they gave notice. Um, I didn't see anything else um, other than the fact that, you know, it's just a, it's a warning. But uh, that's another thing that can happen is just <laughs> the cold weather affects the um, the ability to deliver energy, yeah. uh, electricity. So, um you never know if, if they put your power out for an hour or two, like that. If and, your furnace will start back on. <laughs> well, that and that and the accumulation of, you know, you know, you're talking about pipes freezing. Yeah. If your pipes were already at risk of freezing and then, and they, then they, they yeah. turn it off for an hour, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you do? There'd be so many emergencies. Like it would probably be impossible to get somebody out. Yeah, I mean, if something like that happened, or or you, Gabby mentioned the example of um, your furnace goes off and then it doesn't come back on, yeah. what do you do? These are a lot of things that you know. I'm not trying to scare people out of buying rental properties, but these are just things that you need to be conscious of as you come into the winter season. Maybe you're coming into the fall season and you're doing your fall maintenance of your properties, and you you're kind of getting into that winter mentality. That's a good time to start thinking about maybe you just did your, you know, your, your fall quarterly inspection. That's a good time to be thinking about, okay, what's coming. What do I need to prepare for? Maybe even have a winter checklist. Mm-hmm. Like I know that whenever we do our, our quarterly inspection in the fall, you know, we add in an email to our tenants that says, okay, you need to, you know, Turn off the air conditioners so the there's there's the fuse box outside for the air conditioners. Flip it over to off, unless of course we do it while we're there. Um, it's a good time to clean the gutters, right? Um, so they're not plugged and iced. And then you know when everything starts melting in the in the spring, you know you don't have a bunch of pine cones in there and gunk and stuff that prevents it from draining properly. Um, you need to let the tenants know that uh, snow maintenance. To make sure that you know they're, they're keeping up on shoveling and hey just a reminder i know you moved in in the summer but the the snow is your responsibility yeah. um main floor or basement tenant or you know whomever and if you get a fine from the city that's your fine you know these <laughs> may, maybe you know put together a checklist i'm not trying to scare people and what will you do when the furnace when they first turn on the furnace or or maybe not when the first time they fur- turn the furnace on but first really cold snap you know, and the furnace doesn't work properly. Um, who do you call? So um, start thinking about those kind of things as you get into the winter mentality. I know we're in the thick of it now. Is it is it winter technically yet? I just learned. Yes, this. December twenty first. December twenty first is the first day of winter. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to go off topic. But that I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know that. Is it winter yet? My my daughter taught me that. Um, <laughs> We had a big argument on like December 18th of whether it was winter or not. I'm like, are you kidding me? Look outside, kid. And she's like, no, winter doesn't come until later. I'm like, what are you talking about? Anyways, told myself I wouldn't go off topic. But to start thinking about those, um, you know, the winter checklist, start putting yourself in, you know, those what if scenarios. There's not many for winter, but what if 
um, the furnace doesn't turn back on? What if um, the pipes freeze? <laughs> First time you do with that, that one's that one's scary. Yeah, but it's it's good to um, you know, like every season change, we have an email that goes out with a list, and we try to check as much of it when we're there for the quarterly inspections. Hopefully, they fall on a good time for the seasonal change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we we had already sent out our winter maintenance email, um, you know, which included like checking the exterior furnace exhaust vent to make sure there's not ice built up and like those types of things. But when we dropped this cold as it is in Alberta, we sent out another one here from Mexico. So yeah, yeah when we saw like, holy shit, it's going to be almost minus 50 overnight. And it's like this long stretch of of below minus 30 like this is this is what they call the extreme cold yeah extreme cold snap so we sent out another one reminding them check these things and um you know we're at risk of freezing pipes so we also sent out um just pulled youtube clips quick clips about how to um how to actually clear the the furnace vent um, outside and you know it's something that sometimes you need to check daily like that yeah. that ice can build up fast we've seen it on our own properties and also do you mind if i talk about the furnace vent real fast maybe yeah, we go sure. through them individually yeah so that furnace vent is is a ventilation for um, the furnace um if it gets blocked um there's no way for the fumes to get out um most furnaces i'm sure all furnaces, all furnaces a, now, yeah. um that if there is a blockage uh it will turn the furnace off yeah automatically shuts down to make sure that you know that's gases aren't the gases the aren't staying within the house and yeah. killing it, carbon dioxide or whatever it is. Um, so when your furnace isn't working, that's the first place you should be checking. Yes. Um, and and like Gabby said, you almost have to do it daily. Like when you're walking out to the, I don't know whether you park in the garage or not, but just make it part of like your 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 little your trip when you go outside, just to go and quickly check that. Yeah. Um, once a week, I don't think is enough. Not when it's this cold, no. Not when it's this cold. You don't want to wait either. I mean, I'm not a furnace expert, but I can just imagine the damage that it's doing. You know what I mean? Um, if it's not getting proper, maybe it stays on, but it's not getting the proper ventilation. Yeah. Um, it's going to affect the, the, you know, the integrity of your furnace. Yeah. So just make sure that you're clearing that on a regular basis. I would recommend daily. I know if it's not on your normal path every day, it might be a little bit of a... Um, a bit of a problem but just make a note of it and try and try and relay that off to your tenants <laughs> this is what we're talking about where it's like it's really hard to get a tenant to take it as seriously as you they'll just be like nah, it's fine uh, or i don't have time or they maybe they read the email maybe they don't read the email and they just don't give a yeah, shit but it is their responsibility to maintain the property and if you've given them the tools and the know-how and you've sent them a youtube clip about how to do it and reminded them how important mm -hmm. it is then I don't know, hopefully you can put it back on them. <laughs> well, you know what? The fact that we sent out an email and we sent out another email when it got cold. Yeah. Um, and we sent a clip in the event that there was, you know, we had to send a furnace person out because the furnace wasn't working and they go out there and they see that buildup. Yeah. Then I'm going to have them write that in their invoice yeah. and I'm going to charge it back to them yeah. because it's like you, we did everything we were supposed to do other than re literally driving down to that property every morning and clearing the ice. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> so that's one of the important things we put in the email. The other one is, um, 
want to make sure that the, the pipes aren't freezing. And there's not much you can really do about that other than making sure that um, your house is properly insulated. <laughs> and heated. That and heated. Yeah, that your heat is on. Yeah, that the heat is on. Um, but one tip that they give during these extreme um, temperatures is to leave a small, slight drip from the faucet. Yeah, from the faucet furthest away from the uh, water supply coming in. Is that it? Yeah. I mean, you can you can do it on all your sinks, but the the theory is to get it running through all of the pipes to the fur- oh. furthest point of the house from where the water supply is coming. Oh, I see. So it's not yeah. just sitting stagnant there. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I didn't know. That. I thought it was just any. I also thought it was it was the the most vulnerable taps. So yeah. Um, well, and the other thing that they say to do is like, um, you know, wherever the sinks are, you have a, a cupboard or a cabinet underneath, right, hiding yeah. your plumbing open those up so that the hot air from your house that's circulating around your house can access those pipes underneath. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Um, again, we notified them to do those things as well, just while it's this cold, not all the time, not when it's minus, you know, 15, not even minus 20, but like when we're below minus 30 for a long period of time, your properties are vulnerable. I I, I put it in my um, stories um, yesterday that like this is literally the most stressed out that I get as a landlord, which is awesome because tenants used to stress me out. Yeah. But now it's my poor my poor babies, my properties during yeah. minus fifty. <laughs> but when you get that emergency call out, those are not cheap. Like even even just a minor furnace call out can total up to you know almost a thousand bucks depending on when you had to call them and what the problem was and the part yeah. and whatever. But when we're talking like frozen pipes and, you know, having to thaw that out and um, that's a, that's a huge job. Hopefully they didn't burst. Well, yeah. Cause they have to cut into the drywall. Yeah. They have to cut in the drywall and normally grab like a little butane heater or like a propane heater and, uh, and warm up the pipes. And yeah, hopefully they don't burst. Yeah. Whether, you know, they burst before you got to it or while you're reheating them. I don't know much about it. I'm sure whoever's doing it is qualified and they know how to properly um, not to put too much stress on it when it's frozen and then just heat the crap out of it. I'm sure it's a, it's a gradual thing. Um, But yeah, that's a lot of extra stress on those pipes and they're not like super thick pipes. They're just, you know, um, so yeah, proactive instead of reactive. Yeah. Making sure that you're proactive and you're telling your tenants, you know, Hey, you know what? I know it's a pain in the butt. You're going to have to get all your Clorox and all your wipes and stuff out from underneath the sink, you know, because because uh, that's the first, like, as soon as you said that about opening up the cabinets, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. And like, I, I can imagine exactly what a tenant's going to say. What? So I'm supposed to open up the cabinet so my kids can drink all the cleaners? <laughs> like literally the first thing that went through my head, like I automatically assume, like I can, I can, I can imagine what a tenant would say. Um, <laughs> it's a curse. Um so yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe you're gonna have to take the Clorox and the Mister Cleans and the and the and the Sandy wipes or whatever, and you're gonna have to put them on the counter just for tonight because it's 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 negative 38 tonight, and just leave it open so they can stay properly heated because the alternative is, um, you know, the pipes freezing. And your face floods. And of course, the tenant's gonna be like. Well, maybe if you have, well, this is a piece of shit house because I've, I've lived in 12 houses in my life. I move every year as a tenant. I've never had this happen once to me. I've been living in Alberta since I was two years old. I'm 47 years old right now. I've been here 45 years. Never had the pipes burst. You just got a shitty house. Poor insulation. 
Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wayne. <laughs> well, you can just like you can just tell that we've we've dealt with stuff like this before. So, um, well, knowing knowing what your tenant's going to say ahead of time can help you properly write the email. Yes. You know what I mean? Sometimes we'll write an email and I'll think about oh, how would they respond to this? Okay, let's just change that line right there. So in the event that they say that, it's already been taken. <laughs> you know, it's been accounted for. Um, when we write these emails, I'm very, very particular about wording because I want to make sure that how are they going to react to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so those are the two probably the most important things you should be considering just while it's this cold. Um, those of you in other provinces probably don't have to deal with it so much. Um, I talked to my dad um, over Christmas there, and uh, he said it was two degrees in Ontario. In St. Catharines, yeah. Um, so not worrying about that so much. Um, but then again, they get a lot of snow and then, um, melting. So, um, you know, my tips for, for that particular area to make sure is to make sure that your, you know, your gutters and your drainage are properly cleared your grading and your grading is is working properly. Cause if you know, you got that much melting snow, which I remember I grew up there, um, you know, snowing, freezing, thawing consistently throughout the winter yeah um you know you got to make sure your drainage is working properly as well um and for us for drainage as i mentioned earlier make sure you clear all those gutters and get all that you know those areas cleared before things start getting cold because in alberta things get cold they freeze and then they don't thaw until may (laughs) right so if you left all those pine cones you know, and all the, you know, the leaves and stuff within the gutter and then it rained or it melted and then it froze in your gutters. And then they, they thaw in May. You can't, you can't clean those pine cones out. Not until everything completely thaws because that pine cone is still attached to that big chunk of ice. Yeah. So you're going to be pulling out chunks of ice. Like it's not something you, and that blockade of ice and leaves and 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 pine cones that still hasn't fully thawed yet means that all the other water that's thawing cannot get through, mm-hmm. right? And then you're going to have overflowing gutters, and then you're going to have water issues come May. So um, be conscious of that and be proactive um, in September, October, maybe Labor Day, or or just right up until you know things start getting cold. Yeah. Um, Alberta's kind of funny that way. I don't know. Um, for those of you guys that are listening that, that aren't in Alberta, um, it's kind of funny. Like you get that first snowfall and maybe the first one thaws, you know, it melts. But for the rest of the winter, it doesn't melt. It literally just starts packing. Well, I think we had, packing. I think we had one day after the first snowfall because we forgot to um, rookie move, but we already talked about it. We forgot to detach our hose. Yeah. Because I don't know, like, it's it so funny because this winter was weird. We're like, wow, it hasn't snowed yet. It hasn't snowed yet. Like Halloween passed, hasn't snowed yet into yeah. November. Wow, like, we're so lucky it hasn't snowed yet. And it's almost like we forgot how to, like, prepare for the snow because we we're so blown away that it hadn't yeah. snowed. <laughs> that it's like, holy shit, I didn't finish cleaning up my yard. I didn't put the hoses away. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And all of a sudden, it's like, bam, frozen snow. Yeah. And it was like a week and a half or something like that before it, like, got slightly warm enough where we could pry that hose off (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i um one other thing i was thinking about oh alana's on this morning alana i don't think alana's been on much um yeah having having a hard time with the kids having a hard time with the kids (laughs) Uh, sorry i just i caught alana there i just i saw her little uh um her logo there uh good morning um one other thing i was thinking about was um you know we talk about 
the, the being the the snow coming and then not being ready for it and not, not expecting it because we thought it was we we're just going to continuously um, <laughs> just have this nice weather forever. Um, every year, I tell myself I'm going to shovel the snow whenever it's, it snows. I'm going to shovel it and I'm going to have a nice clear path. And then I normally make it about two or three snowfalls and then I miss one because it's <laughs> and then too you're cold. Screwed. And then you're screwed for the entire year, right? Because I was talking about how that snow, you know, packs down and then it just freezes and it never melts until May. If you miss one snowfall and you don't shovel it, your yard, your walkways and everything are shit. Like you're screwed for the rest of the year and for the rest of the season. Unless, of course, you start like piling loads of, of ice melt onto it. Um, but this is another thing that's important to tell your tenants as well, because tenants are humans and I'm human and I'm bad for it um, every single year to keep up on that snow when it snows. Because when you don't and you wait a day and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll just get it in the morning tomorrow or, oh, it's supposed to snow another 30 centimeters. I'm not going to shovel right now. I'll just shovel when it's all done. And then they try and do it later and they can only scrape off the surface. Yeah. Right. And now you've got snow underneath it. You got half an inch of snow and then you get a, you know, a wet rain or a wet snow or something like that. And then that just, it's almost like, um, it's like the Zamboni comes over and just, you know, glosses the top of it and just <laughs> creates that level of slippery snow slash ice. And then there's no way you're getting that thing out unless you grab a, an ice scraper. Right. And you chip it away or you throw, you know, 10 gallons of, of ice melt on top of it. So, that's no excuse though for I can't get it. I don't have a scraper. I don't have salt. I can't use salt because my dog, you know, it'll, it'll affect my dog's paws. Well, go buy the, you know, the dog friendly, yeah. you know, uh, ice melt. Well, that stuff's way too expensive. I've never used that. No, it's fine. I won't slip on it. I've never done this before, but these are, you have to set these expectations in these emails that it needs to be cleared. Maybe you even need to see, say that, you know, I, you, I want to be able to see that sidewalk, that patio stone. Because if you leave that and you leave that glossy half an inch of snow or uh, ice and the other tenant slips and falls, I mean, yeah, you could say it was, you know, in their lease that it was their responsibility, but, you know, they're not going to be going after the other tenant. They're going to be going after you. Yeah. Right. Or maybe it's not the other tenant. Maybe it's someone else um, who was delivering the, the Amazon package. Yeah. Right. Um, so make sure you're clear in, in, in exactly what your expectations are for, for snow and ice, um, cl uh, clearing as well. Yeah. I always tell them ref to refer to the, I always, at the beginning of the, the season, I always send the, um, the link to the city's website where it talks about snow removal as well and what the expectation is that is cleared within whatever amount of time and that, you know, you can be fined. This is how much the fine is. Um, so that they're aware of the actual bylaw from the mm. city. So that's a good thing to pass along as well. It's just the more resources you give them, the more you're covered in the event that, you know, that fine does come from the city or yeah. somebody does slip and fall. It's like, yeah, pro provide them. Don't, don't count on them figuring out that information. Give it to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We talked a lot about... Um how we have our communications agreements and a, and a few people have actually reached out to us and asked us yeah, for perfect. our communications agreement, which is great. Um, I'm glad you guys are listening and, and do you, you know what I mean? Do your own. Um, yeah. Our, our ways aren't 
are for us. Like that's just what we find to be the best and has worked for us. And it's what we recommend, but it might not be what you want to do or whatever. But yeah. if you hear us talking about it and you're like, wow, that sounds so much better than how I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. reach out <laughs> yeah and and we talk about it sometimes about like why we have the community like you know we talked about the communications agreement and now you know months later we're talking about it again and reminding you this that's why, why yeah. we have a communications agreement which states all communications are through email so that they're you know if you're communicating through text here's a prime example if we were communicating through text or whichever or we hadn't established um a, a specific form of communication then they would say oh i never got that email Right. We have a document, a communications agreement where they sign and say that all communication is through email. Mm -hmm. Right. We do not communicate through text ever, because once you do that, then it, it becomes sets, an open line. It becomes an open line. And also it can be um, used against you in the future being like, well, we've always text through email and text and I don't always read my emails. But if you have an agreement that says that we will always communicate through uh, email and there is no communication through text, it cannot be used against you later in the future yeah. if you ever have a hearing. Um, but I want them all communication to go through email because I want them to be checking their email to get these notices. And mm -hmm. sometimes we even add in, please confirm receipt of this email. Mm -hmm. And if they do not confirm receipts, we'll then we will follow <laughs> up with them two days later and say, hi, just following up. You never confirm receipt of this. Hello. Until, just yeah. and, and like literally. And then we might even get to the point where we call them. Now, of course, this is kind of a, an extreme. Um, I would only do that in extreme situations where I needed them to confirm receipt. Um, you know, a winter maintenance email, meh. you know what I mean? A rent yeah. reminder email, meh. not really that important. But if it were something serious, we would follow up, follow up, follow up and always add a, a Well, a we receipt. actually almost, um, we have somebody moving out um, in two days and she had started to ghost us and like not respond to, to emails. And we actually almost hired somebody to go out and check whether the place was abandoned. Cause that was a concern that if like she midnight moved then and say she didn't have the heat turned up high enough or whatever, mm -hmm. we could end up with frozen pipes and that sort of thing. So we had somebody scheduled to actually go check on the property uh, where we were gonna pay them. And then literally the night before or the morning of, I can't remember, she finally emailed back and, and confirmed her move out inspection time and stuff. So, yeah. but it had been like over a week of her just stopping responding. So yeah, like she was not responding to our emails. And in that case, it was a bit more serious where we were concerned about the property itself. So we were willing to hire somebody to go down and check on. It. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, could we have, could we have called her? Yeah. But was she going to answer? No. So yeah, we were like, let's get somebody down there make sure everything's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we'll keep continuing talking about winter maintenance, but I'm going to be completely honest with you, Gal. It's been awfully quiet on the live side this morning. Yeah, very. Um, normally you get a lot more messages coming through and, you know, people considering calling in and, and, uh. Speaking and, of, we just got a comment. <laughs> oh. James, uh, says these checklist, uh, comments and little details for handling the day-to-days are so helpful for tailoring our own management process. Thank you. Uh, not a problem. Yeah, definitely. It's, um. And it's it, stuff we've collected and learned and adjusted and, um, you know, brought into practice over the years. It's not stuff that we knew right off the bat either, right? Yeah. And, and we weren't necessarily taught this either. No. Um, like as Gabby mentioned, just, you know, you run into a situation and you're like, what the like fuck? Like your pipe's freezing at like one your of your properties. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, we need to tell people. 
<laughs> that's their responsibility to <laughs> add it to the checklist. Yeah. Well, and, and we also had a furnace that kept turning off yeah. and um, it was a, it was in the basement suite of one of our suite of properties and the furnace kept shutting down and it was winter, middle of winter. And um, the pipe kept getting blocked. Oh, so really? I don't know if it was like prone, if maybe the positioning on the house is like, it just kept getting loaded up with snow and then freezing. And it was like in a windy spot or I don't know, but it kept getting blocked. And we had to send a furnace person out a couple of times because every time it got blocked, like we said, the furnace shuts down, but then it, it's almost like you have to reboot it. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't just a simple, and we also were under warranty. It was a, a fairly new construction. So the furnace was under warranty. So if our tenants started messing around with the furnace, we could void our warranty. So we had to be really careful and had to keep sending the furnace guy out. Thankfully, um, we didn't get charged for a lot of it because of the warranty stuff, but they had to keep like rebooting it. And I, I can't quite remember this was years yeah. ago now, but um, that was the first time we had a furnace shut down because of the blight uh, blocked pipe. Yeah. So now that's in our winter maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> it's like something that we knew and that we would always clear ours, but we never thought to notify the tenants of. So yeah, yeah it's those little things that happen to you that you, that you add into your, your systems, your systems, your lease agreements, your, yeah. Yeah. E maintenance emails. And, and we'll keep referencing things like that. I'm referencing, you know, um, you know, like the communications agreement. That's why the communications agreement is there because of this and because of this, because that happens. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, a lot of this stuff isn't like, again, I try not to scare people with, with episodes like this. Cause I know people are like, Oh, wow, this is amazing. Great nuggets. Now I'm going to add this in. Um, I would much rather see you go buy your first property than, than worry about this stuff. Yeah. Deal with a thousand dollar, uh, repair. Who cares? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? $400,000 investment. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Um, I find people get way too, uh, they get, they get clogged up with, with all of these little what things, ifs. the what ifs, um, which are just part of the business. And you know what I mean? Like I said, um, I would much rather prefer someone goes and buys a property on January one this year, this next year. Fuck that. And then, tomorrow. okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> today, tomorrow, and then spend a year listening to this podcast every morning yep. and you'll have all the information you need because what's going to happen is every day from January 1st all the way to December 31st, we're going to talk about the things that are going on with us in our business. So right now it's December 28th. We're talking about, and it's, it's negative 35 degrees outside in Alberta. We're talking about what's going on with us and how we're proactive, you know, we, um, making sure that we don't, everything okay there? Yes. Yeah. And we're, we're, you know, how we're being preventative and making sure that pipes don't freeze and furnaces don't uh, stop working and stuff like that in the middle of the summer. Um, earlier this summer, if you scroll back into July, we had that heat wave or was it August? We had that heat wave and all of my, my grass was, um, or my properties was burning, um, because and they hoses were sold out and hoses were <laughs> sold out, uh, because you know, and, and, and don't water them in the peak at one o'clock in the afternoon in the heat wave, water them in the evenings. Okay. Around eight o'clock, nine o'clock. These are things that your tenants don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, these are the things like, so what I'm saying is if you listen from January 1st to December 31st, just commit to it for a year, go buy those properties, focus on buying the properties, getting the joint venture money, you know, getting the, the right deals and the cash flow and stuff like that. As for the little bullshit about like burning grass and, and frozen walkways and stuff, let us share that with you every morning. You know what I mean? We will literally go through it throughout the whole year 
And if you listen to us the following year, you'll probably pick up more things as we learn because we're continuously learning as well. Yeah. And um, a relevant quote that uh, Patrick posted this winning on his Instagram. The master has failed more times than the beginner has even tried. Mm. Let us be your master that's failed <laughs> and figured out the systems and put them in place and shares them with you so that as a beginner, you can go take action and we will provide you with the information you need to be successful. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we have failed more times than, yeah. And guess what? We still made a lot of money. Yeah. That's, that's another cool thing is even if you didn't have this show every morning, I mean, you're still going to make way more money in your real estate business than, than the money you're going to lose on dumb stuff like that. Oh, no, it was $1,000. Yeah, but you made 10000 this year. Is it really that bad? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you made 100000 over the last five years. Is it really that bad? Yeah. So. Well, and sometimes people get um, tied up in that, like, oh, these repairs either, like, drained our reserve fund or took away all of our cash flow. Yeah, but how much equity did your tenants pay down for you on that property? Yeah. Like, don't you have to stop thinking small and just know that, like, these are why the systems are in place. This is why you buy for cash flow. This is why you have a reserve fund in place. And this is why you own properties, because you have tenants in place paying off your goddamn property. Yeah. Who cares if you make mistakes? Who cares if something happens and you have a $1,000 repair? You're killing it. You're yeah. doing way better than all those people out there floating at their jobs. Yeah. Or driving themselves into debt because they're going on Mexican vacations that they can't afford. <laughs> Big picture, guys. Big yeah. picture. Absolutely. Um, we um, we talked a lot last week and the previous week and just the last couple of weeks about reflection a lot. A reflection a lot. Um, we talked about um, reflecting on how many times you've stepped out of the comfort zone and into the growth zone. Which, by the way, I know I didn't hear too much from anyone about that. Um, maybe tomorrow I'll bring that up again. I want to. I want to hear um, what everyone came up with. You know, how many times in your life have you actually stepped out of your comfort zone and done something that you wouldn't normally do in your normal routine, like I quit that job, or like I asked that girl out, or like I, you know, um, I decided to. Um, Move you know, cities. Move, move cities. Move provinces. Yeah. Or I chose, I talked about the, the high school example, you know, you're with your guidance counselor and I chose to be an accountant. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a physiotherapist. A physiotherapist, <laughs> right? Corey. Um, he's not uh, listening. He's in Mexico. Uh, you know what? I hope he's just down the road. I hope he's listening. Corey's in Mexico with us. He's just on the road. Is, is he on? Because uh, I'm playing El Carmen. Yeah, he's just he's, he's probably 15 minutes down the road from us uh, <laughs> in Mexico. That's, that's so cool. Um, you know, how many times have you have you gone outside of your normal comfort zone and, and and gone into the growth zone? And how did it work out? And I wanted people to count how many times that they've done that, because it's kind of depressing when you think about it. How robot-like we are, and how. It you can just, be depressing, but it can also be a reflection on like, wow, I did that. Yeah. And wow, because I did that, this and this and this happened. And this would have never happened if I didn't do this. Like mm -hmm. I think back to some of the big like um, job opportunities that I was too scared to take, but I had a 
pushy husband that made me take them and yeah. step out of my comfort zone <laughs> and you know like wh- how I ended up in like an executive position because of that yeah. and that like I would have never ever done. quit your job and became a full-time real estate investor yeah like all those all those things like sure you can look at it as as depressing maybe if you haven't ever stepped out of your comfort zone or you know like not you... enough to get you where you want to be but for some people, it might be like, holy shit, I'm proud of myself. Look at all these times I've done that and where it's or gotten me. And I need to continue to do that more because that's only the start of it. If, if I've done all the, if I've stepped out of it this many times and I've gotten myself here, think about where I could be if I continue to do that. Yeah. I, I, I talk about reflection a lot because I think it's super important to remember, um, you know, remember the times that you did try it and it worked out. And also to remember, like we talked about last week on, I think it was Thursday, it's good to look back at 2021 and just realize how pathetic you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been listening to this stupid podcast for three months now. I'm waking up every morning and I still haven't done a goddamn thing. I'm not pointing my finger at you. I'm just saying as an example, um, there's probably, you know, at least one person there that's, that's feeling that way. Um, mm-hmm. That's how come I I can't believe what's wrong with me? Why haven't I done anything? And it's good to reflect on, you know, that and to kind of make yourself feel bad. It's, it's breakthrough moments. Just use whatever you can, whatever momentum you can use, just use whatever you can. I'm not telling you to to force yourself into depression. Um, But think about that and then think about why and start listing off all the reasons why and then fix it. Yeah. Do something about it. Because if you think that you're just going to double down and I'm going to do better in 2022, because I know I realize that I know, you know what, I should have done that stuff. I should have done this. I should have done that. I'm going to do twice as much next year. It just doesn't work. You're not solving the problem. Yeah. There's an underlying problem. It could be, you know, self-doubt. It could be limiting beliefs. It could be, you know, your family. It could be the people that you're surrounding yourself around. Maybe they're the ones that are the, the... the poison it could also be your resources it could be your lack of knowledge it could be whatever well, don't go don't go straight to making yourself a to-do list i think is what you're trying to say like don't be like oh okay well i just need to go find a property like think about why you haven't already yeah and and start there because giving yourself a to-do list at the end of next year isn't going to change a damn thing yeah because it's easy to not complete that to-do list if you still have the same limiting beliefs, if you still have the same self-doubt, if you still have the same people telling you that what you're doing is stupid and that you're stupid and you know what I mean? You need to get around the right people. You need to work on yourself. You need to, to break down those self-limiting beliefs and figure out why they're holding you back. Once Ask you me figure how many, that shit out, then you can give yourself a to-do list. Ask me how many of those people in my life are still around. They're Zip. gone. I am one lonely bugger. I really am. You're one successful lonely bugger. <laughs> successful lonely bugger. But I just, what I did was I started surrounding myself with more select people. Yeah. Right? I would rather have one friend who inspires me, who supports me, than to have 12 friends who I just go drinking with. And drag you down. And drag me down. You know, and they'll ask you, hey, man, how's that real estate business going? Oh, Mr. This now, right? Even just, just a little comment like that. Yeah. Just a little, oh, property poppy with this podcast. You know, I mean, just buddies. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I'm bugging you, buddy. But that little stuff right there, that little comment right there makes you insecure. Yeah. Right? Because 
now you're all concerned. Do I have permission to do what I'm doing? Am I good enough? Am I? Yeah. Yeah. Do I, I, I don't know if I have permission to do a podcast. I don't know. I don't want to do a selfie um, with an inspirational quote because of what my friends are going to say. Yeah. Tease me. What my uncle's going to say. Right. What my, what my dad's going to say. That's on you abandoning your family, but just, just be more conscious of how much exposure you have to that. That's their fault, not your fault. Yeah. If they want to treat you like that and. Well, that's a reflection of them, not you. Yeah. Yeah. And you can choose who you spend your time with. Patrick and how says, you spend your time with them. That is why this morning show is so awesome. Surround yourself with people who level you up. Okay. Well, you're surrounding yourself with 20 really amazing people every morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, there's a really great community here that, 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 that joins in live. Yeah. And I know that there's a really great community that also listens, you know, about an hour or two later yeah. on their drive-in. Uh, they just can't for various reasons, you know, yeah. commitments that they can't join in live, which I understand. It's early. Um, well, lots of people are, are um, surprisingly working at six. Yeah. I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> but there's a really there's a really terrific community you know even just in this podcast and also i mean that's why we're holding um live events as well yeah you that's know, why that's why i run women's mastermind groups to mm -hmm. give you a community to give you that group of five people who's gonna support the fucking shit out of you and push you to success push you outside of your comfort zone yeah that's why that's why we do this you guys yeah <laughs> That community wasn't there for us when we started. No. It was hard. No. We're giving it to you. We're creating it for you. Not not every meetup, uh, real estate meetup, is always means that you're going to be have the best people surrounding you either. No. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't yeah. know if I don't want to go down a rabbit hole on this, but um, just because someone's a RAIN member or just because they show up to my um, our townhouse flip meetup on the 16th, does not mean that they're the right person you should be surrounding yourself with. Uh, anybody can sign up. It's free. Uh, <laughs> so, um, And a lot of people are those um, serial event attenders yeah. who just want somewhere to go or a group of people to talk to, get their name out there or whatever. Some people just like to attend stuff. Yeah. That doesn't make them the right person to, to network with and to be in your circle. Yeah. So just make sure you're being conscious of that and, and choosing who you want to surround yourself with. Um, not every real estate investor with a pin is the right person to be around you. Um, find the right people for your own circle. Make sure you're auditing it on a regular basis. Make sure that even if you do you know, create a really great circle of people, if one of them is really starting to affect you know, your decisions and your, your ability to take action, there's no reason why you can just, can't just abandon them. You know oh, what I yeah. Mean? It's I've I've unfollowed so many real estate investors who uh, either trigger me or is just like I've gotten so sick of like their like how they project their stuff. Yeah. That it's like, yeah, you just like, yeah, just because they're a real estate investor and doing what you want to do, even if they're super successful. I've had to unfollow successful people who at one time I thought were motivating me because I just couldn't handle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Work at seven and the bus ride is long, Kathleen says. Yeah. We're we're happy to provide you with content for your bus ride. <laughs> but um uh, yeah, I, I just I, I wanted to bring that up because that's that's I think um reflecting. You know, we're talking about reflection and we're talking about, you know, the reasons why you didn't get those things done that you said you're gonna do this year. Um 
I'd say that's a large percentage is the people that are around you. Um, and I say that because when you say I'm uncomfortable with talking to people about money, say for example, well, that's because you're uncomfortable about with what people are going to think, think about this, you. Yeah. And it all comes back to people. And at the end of the day, the, the, I talk about surrounding yourself with the right people because you're self-conscious. You're, you're super self-conscious of what people are going to think about you. And that's why you're not doing stuff. Um, the most common one is I don't want to start a Facebook page because you know what I mean? Cause that's what, what people my friends think. and family will think of me. Yeah. I don't want to flood them with my, with my real estate stuff. Like these are such common things that we hear and it is just so ridiculous. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to bring that stuff up at the Christmas dinner because, um, a few years back, actually, it's kind of a touchy subject. Um, our cousin, Jimmy, um, you know, he, he started a business and he raised a bunch of money with all of our other cousins, aunts and uncles, uncles. And I guess a lot of people lost some money. I didn't get involved in it, but like my mom told me, do not bring money up at any of these things. Don't ask your family about money at all. Don't talk about that kind of stuff because Jimmy lost all their money in some Bitcoin thing. <laughs> and so now you're like, well, I can't bring that stuff. I understand. I understand Wayne and Gabby, but I can't bring that kind of stuff up because my family's like this. You know what I mean? It all kind of revolves around that whole, what are people going to think of me? Which is, oh, it's, it's, it's the worst poison. It's the killer of success. It's the killer of success. Uh, I'm thinking about people are going to think about you. Yeah, Wilson um, has a great comment here. He said, to make a list of the people who push you forward and the people who pull you backwards, regardless of their experience in real estate. I, I love that. And actually, and maybe even like a neutral column, because there's also just like, I know for me, I have, you know, I have the people who really support me. I have the people who I know that like are no good. And then sometimes there's just people where it's like great to get together and, and have a lovely, whatever, afternoon with nothing to do with real estate. And it's just really great to be around them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. And you don't need to cut people out of your life, but maybe you don't talk about real estate with certain people. Maybe when the conversation comes up, you deflect because you know that it's not going to go anywhere good. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need to necessarily cut people, but... Um, do, do it your own way. Yeah, I, do it your I, own way. I cut people. Yeah, Wayne, Wayne's a, a people cutter. <laughs> uh, I don't like beating on the bush. I don't like... Yeah. I don't like... I don't give a shit about people's feelings. <laughs> I don't because you know what I mean? If thinking about, here's the thing, thinking about what they're going to think just means it's going to take that much longer. Yeah. And it's your life. You guys, you're in control of it. You're allowed to be selfish. You are, you know, your world is, is, is your world. You don't have to be, you don't have to be, don't be an asshole. Right. And, mm -hmm. and try and leave the place better than when, you, you know, when you got there. Okay. You don't you have to just like cut people out and then they suddenly, you know, that was our battery life. Battery's about to die on the, on the computers. <laughs> We're just down here. But, you know, don't be an asshole. But I, I I, have no problem cutting someone out and just saying, hey, and not even saying goodbye and just stop hanging out with them. And then they'll send me a message. Hey, man, what's going on? Is everything okay? And I just don't respond. They get the point. Done. Like, do you, like am I going to waste a few more weeks of, like, slowly, gradually, you know, um, not spending as much time with them or telling them, Hey, you know, I'm working on this project right now. So I'm going to be busy for the next little while, but let's talk in the summer. 
And then in the summer, they like, hey, whatever happened to you, man? And then like, no, just set the expectation is like I, that person's not accessible anymore. Me personally, that's how I do it. Wilson says he can resonate with you. I cannot. <laughs> I Again, it's do it your own way. You do you, boo. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you to be a certain way. Be yourself. I want you to be yourself at that at the core. But I'm not know. gonna say that I haven't ghosted people because I have, but that's because of my uncomfortableness of cutting them out when I feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah. Well. Everybody's at different stages and, and everybody's different. So like I said, I, I, I just didn't want everyone to listen to Gabby. Yeah. Because they're I I I have a different way of approaching things. Yeah. And that's my way. And and if you resonate with Gabby more, follow Gabby's instructions. If you resonate with me more, follow my instructions or do your own way. But just at the end of the day, um, as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Don't waste any more fucking time. You know, we talked last week about you know the value of a month, how many months in your life. Don't don't waste a month trying to slowly, you know, unfriend someone. Or have that take up your energy. Yeah. For any amount of time. Like that time that you're spending thinking about it and wondering how to do it and all that kind of stuff is just like time that you could be living a good life. Yeah. And speaking of time, I want to see um, my battery's about to die on the laptop, so we got to get going here. But um, I really want to see what everyone, you know, accomplishes over the next three days. There's three days left in the year. You know, Christmas is done now. You know, Boxing Day's done. You know, you, you're back to work, I'm assuming, for a couple of days. I really want to see what you guys can accomplish over three days. You know what I mean? There's no excuse as a family anymore. Maybe a family's still in town, but like it's an extra 10% every day. Okay. That's what we talked about. An extra 10% every day. What what can you accomplish with that extra 10% for the next three days? And if you haven't set aside the time yet to reflect on the year, do that. Take an hour. And reflect on what you did this year. And that's it, guys. We will uh, see you tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 